0: your Garage Logic Podcast number 1173, October 17th, 2023. 84 degrees was the high on this day in 1910. 22 degrees on two occasions, 1948
1: and 1952. Hail the flashlight,
0: King! Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake... It's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, The Rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Suchere. Uh, Scott. Mature out in Montana said we have a case of two GL lexicons at once. It's probably safe to say that less than 1% of the world knows the name of the Las Vegas shooter in 2017. Okay. We now know his name Stephen Paddock. It would, would have taken me a million years. Stephen. After the initial tragedy, the media never mentioned his name again, much in the same vein as not releasing the face or name of mass shooters. So not only has the left power washed the name Paddock, but by now bringing global attention to the reason for the name change, they have essentially also windmilled themselves because <laughs> now they have reminded the world and brought to light the name of the Las Vegas shooter. It's power washing and windmilling. Hmm. I think he's right. Okay, I'll buy mm-hmm. that. I think he's right. There go, Scotty. And uh, Bert, what, is he Bert today? No, he's Willard. Uh, We can't have pit building. I am triggered as I was once aggressively sniffed by a pit bull. This should be changed. I find Brad Pitt troublesome. Cherry pits are dangerous. You could fall into a pit. Am I being ridiculous? In the future, there will be no words. Something always bothers someone. Also, John mentioned balloon releases in a story. I I don't remember that story, John. You had a story yesterday in which balloons
2: were released for I some I think time. it was a, f- a funeral or something, I okay. believe, if I remember right.
0: Well, Willard points out those should be banned. The balloons go up and then fall to earth where they could choke wildlife or a non-binary high school student. And another thing, <laughs> repl- regarding the replacement of coffee in the morning, am I canning apricots or do I can apricot? I get confused. To be clear <laughs> about the semantics, not the activity. Perhaps a visit to Madame Blucher's apricot cannery. Would be in order. Aha. And a Downing has a great note on something not unrelated to Oh no, first I gotta do this one. I, I didn't know this. You ready for this? Oh. This is from David Severson. The word paddock was canceled, as you stated. In nineteen eighty, the post office was going to issue a stamp honoring the Hinckley fire. But that was canceled after the Reagan assassination attempt because they thought people would think that the post office was honoring John Hinckley. Wow, Things never <laughs> change. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't use my name. Golly, I'm sorry. How dumb are we? That was Richard Smith who wrote that. I'm sorry.
3: How dumb <laughs> do they think we were well, and we are? Matthew, how many people outside of Minnesota know about the Hinckley fire? Zero. The people that go to Florida for the winter, maybe.
0: Or Arizona. I'm going to give David Downing his annual... Pumpkin patch plug.
4: Oh, he puts together nice. a good spot over there. And they're
0: down there on a great big hay wagon. Yep. It's fun. He sells pumpkins on the weekends. He's got under, his overalls on. Under the Highland Water Tower. He looks like a big rube farmer chewing on a piece of straw. He's got the bad hat. Yep. He's got no. the overalls on.
3: Has David added a, a weed dispensary um, to the business? No. Can you can <laughs> a guy buy a doobie year. from him?
0: And you know what? They are the best pumpkins they're great. Yeah, puts it's where a the mayor of Garage Logic gets his pumpkin. Is that where you, you roam through the pumpkin patch? That's your plug, David.
2: Now, you just did some, an endorsement, Joe. I know That's here's, the mayor, But yeah. I'm
0: paying him back for today's Downing email. He often has interesting thoughts. Yeah, true. These students at the failed academy who support Hamas aren't they the same ones who insist we begin any college gathering with a land acknowledgement? That we are all standing on Native American land, but they make no effort to give the land back? How would they react if, during the commencement, for example, Native people who resented the presence of the colonizing students stormed the campus with guns and knives and killed a 1,000 college students, parents, and faculty? Would the survivors issue a statement in support of the killers? Isn't that a great analogy? That's a, good, good, that's a very good analogy. Speaking of that, yes. Well, here
3: we go. We're not going to go, are we? What are you, you and John, going to start fighting now? No, <laughs> no. Okay. Like
0: a couple of little schoolgirls. No, I'm going right to Keith Allison.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, good.
0: This was reported in something called the Free Beacon. Uh, but I, uh, I digress. It, it's it's as far as I can tell, is absolutely true. We had a uh, pro-Hamas rally here over the weekend. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Democratic Attorney General Keith Ellison's chief of staff was the uh, was a promoter of that pro-Hamas rally, where Amazing. demonstrators called for Israel's eradication and told is, and told uh, Israeli settlers to blank off. Okay. All right. They used a word, but not blank. Got Donna Kasut, Kasut who has served as Ellison's chief of staff since 2019, advertised the rally in a Sunday tweet, which alerted Minnesotans that the March for Palestine was happening today. That was Sunday. More than 1,000 pro-Hamas demonstrators went on to attend the rally in Minneapolis. Attendees brandished signs and repeated chants with the slogan, From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which advocates for the destruction of Israel. One attendee held a sign saying settlers blank off, while others called to end USA to Israel. Kassat's promotion of the event comes after, as other prominent left-wing politicians face criticism over their own ties to pro-Hamas rallies in the wake of the terror group's unprovoked assault on Israel. The Democratic Socialists of America, for example, Sponsored an October 8, all-out-for-Palestine rally in Times Square, where attendees chanted that the terrorist assault was justified. The rally prompted the party's prominent members, such as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, to distance themselves from the demonstration. Occasional Cortex said last week that the bigotry and callousness expressed in Times Square was unacceptable. Okay. So she's trying to protect her third rail life, isn't she? very much so. But Allison's office has yet to distance itself from the Minneapolis rally and did not return a request for comment. Allison has also remained silent on the Hamas attack, with the Democrat failing to issue a statement on the terror group's mass killing of innocent Israelis. A pair of anti-Israel groups, American Muslims for Palestine and Students for Justice in Palestine, sponsored the rally in Minneapolis. Those groups have defended and even praised Hamas and its terrorists following its attack attack on Israel. American Muslims for Palestine, one day after the attack, issued a statement blaming Hamas' terrorism on increased Israeli aggression against the Palestinian people while well, Students for Justice in Palestine's University of Minnesota chapter organized a Monday vigil in loving memory of Palestine's martyrs. There was no loving memory of the Israeli slaughter. Interesting. First of all, this was not an attack. It was a response, American Muslims for Palestine said on its website, one day after Hamas terrorists slaughtered 1,300 people, including women and children. The groups for Hamas is unsurprising. Its board member, Salah Sarsour, played a direct role in fundraising for the terror group in the late 1990s, according to an FBI memorandum. Sarsour, in July of 2018, co-hosted a fundraising event for Representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, who also blamed Israel for the Hamas terror attack, saying the Jewish state's apartheid system creates the suffocating, dehumanizing conditions that can lead to resistance. Uh, Okay, Ellison himself is known for his association with the anti-Semitic Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan, having repeatedly met with Farrakhan while serving in the U.S. House of Representatives Ellison, in 1997, defended Farrakhan from accusations of anti-Semitism, saying the notorious leader who has compared Jews to termites is not an anti-Semite. All right? So there you have it. Mm. So it's, you know, you got a lot going on around here. Yeah, too much to handle. Mm -hmm. Way too much to handle. And what do we have here?
3: Oh How can you not be an anti-Semite when you call Jews termites?
0: I would think that's a tip-off. How
3: would, does that work?
0: I would think that's a tip-off.
3: I don't get it.
0: Uh, Reavers, uh, at my uh, behest and I'm grateful, has I told you, uh, we have a listener in Northfield, Carl Baer. and he sent me yesterday what I forwarded to you guys. I wonder if you read it, Kenny and John. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did yep. you enjoy it? No, Did was you very find good. it, it uh, interesting? Time. Yeah, I yeah. found it educational. It's a uh, rabbi in California who teaches at Loyola. His name is Barkley. What's his first name? Michael, Carl Michael Barkley. Michael. Michael. Yep. And he well, Carl's who sent it to us. Carl Bear. And, <laughs> and and Carl read this and forwarded it to me, and I read it, and I was taken by it as a real real easy to understand history of what's happening in that part of the world. And lo and behold, Barclay returned our call. You Mm -hmm. talked to him last night.
1: I did for about 20 minutes.
0: And are you confident you can book him for Friday? Well, we
1: spoke and he would lo- he wanted to come on the show right away. He was booked both today and tomorrow. So okay. I said Thursday I, initially, but we'll try to... Uh,
0: I can do the show Thursday, but we'd have to start it later than usual because I have a funeral that I must attend. Right.
1: Um, we'll, uh, we'll make arrangements for him to be on the show, whether it's later in the day on Thursday or Friday.
0: All right. So anyway, we're going to talk to this fellow. Okay because
1: we are now, i will say this we will all have a great education about this because he was extremely
0: knowledgeable because we're morons and he's not how's that yes (laughs) Uh,
4: that's one way you could put it we're believers (laughs) he's a non-believer and the non-believers know the story
3: okay there's no reason why we can't
0: you know get along
3: i don't know why not
0: yeah now, last night I was watching the uh, Channel 4 News at 10 o'clock because Channel 5 News was delayed a bit to complete the Dallas Chargers foot foot ba. ba, game. Ah. All right. And for the second time, I've seen it on other outlets around town. We were uh, mourning the loss of a, apparently a wonderful teacher who taught at Talmud Torah in St. Paul. And he had moved back to Israel a few years ago, but had remained in contact with his friends here and the families of students and the people he worked with, apparently a hell of a guy. Mm. And he was among those wiped out at the music festival. So last night it was Channel 4's turn to go to Talmud and interview people about the significance of this fellow and why they all loved him. And, and the main person getting interviewed in the story was Rebecca Noker. Okay. She's a city councilwoman mm-hmm. for St. Paul, Ward 2, downtown. Never once was that mentioned. Now, is it is it possible that it wasn't mentioned because the reporter didn't know that she was a city council member, or was it not mentioned because maybe she said, you don't need to put the part in there that no. I'm a city council member? Hmm. Because the reason I bring it up is, I think if you're interviewing people about the loss of this teacher, uh, you've got a little uh, you're, you you've got a little heads up over the competition when when even the likes of the city council uh, have been affected by the loss of this guy. The, that uh, uh, Rebecca Noker knew the guy well and was fond of the way she taught her two sons. He taught her two sons and this and that and the other thing. And I'm just wondering, is that me? Or or is it not important that she would have been identified as a city council member? Um, she was just identified as a parent of kids at the school. I think you're right.
3: It should have been brought up. Yeah. It's, it's no, it for it's for sure, it's noteworthy. was It's not worthy. Yeah, I
0: would you know, think no. so. Mm-hmm.
4: So, what is your theory that it was?
0: My theory is one of two things: the reporter, who's relatively new to the Twin Cities, somebody named something. I don't have his name in front of me. Where, where in the hell's his name?
4: Uh, the reporter.
0: Yeah. It. Well, whatever. Okay. Either he didn't know that she was a city council member or or he did know and she said, well, let's just leave that part out although I don't know why she would have wanted to keep that part out. I don't either. Anyway, and it's not important. Uh, the teacher's name uh, is... Noy uh, Maudi? Noy Maudi and he 29 was... 29 year old. Well, well uh, respected and uh, uh, terribly missed by the people who knew him when he was here and then he moved back to Israel. That's all I had on that. I was just wondering if it was just me or... Uh, Am I reading too much into it? Or
4: well, okay, but in this day and age, isn't that bad that that's how you have to think?
0: Well, it could fall under the rubric of reporting—is it what it used to be?
3: Okay. Be interesting to know how many people actually caught that. Yeah,
0: probably no one.
3: I was going to say one.
0: Okay, but you. now in the <laughs> probably it's not important
4: in the Pioneer Press. Uh, Frederick Malo, yeah, uh, she was city council member. It was
0: well, Malo. Fred covers the city council, so he obviously knew who she right. was. Right. It would be bad if he didn't. We 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 love to find local angles and big stories, and this fellow is a was a, a very legitimate, strong local angle uh, to what happened Saturday in Israel.
4: There are uh, donations that are being uh, collected at the GoFundMe. You can do your For own him. research. For yes. him. Uh, to his family who hope to uh, rebuild his beloved Moshev and other communities in the region of Israel, in the Eshkol region of Israel. Uh, They're going to need a lot of money.
0: Your garage door guy. Oh, you know what? I have a new uh, request. When I at last make my call and get these guys over, but my new garage door guy is garage door, is Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. And I was talking to a fellow this morning who told me you got a lot of red squirrels on this property. Mm-hmm. And I'm not real up on my red squirrel knowledge. I said, "How are they different than gray ones?" He said, "The gray ones are just mischievous." The red ones will get in there and try and eat everything you own. Oh. And so there are some gaps in my garage door, and I'm going to have Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities take care of it because I have no doubt that's an adjustment problem. Yeah, I would. And they can take care of everything. They uh, serve the metro and western Wisconsin. They work weekends and don't charge extra. They do everything. And by everything, I mean even even including the installation of a new door if you want one. Every review I've seen is five stars, uh, and the emails I get are uh, really praiseworthy of the work these people do, and they guarantee every job they do, and they aren't satisfied until you are. It's Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Find them at precisiondoormn.com or call them at 612-263-6985.
1: You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times, and that's why you need the best, and also somebody that you can trust, and that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts, and he's here for you, so give him a call today for that free 48-minute, no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you, so give him a call today, no obligation that's right no obligation it's absolutely free 952-925-5608 and tell them you heard about him here on the garage logic podcast investment services offered by josh arnold investment consultant llc a security investment advisor past performance is no guarantee of future results all investments involve risk all comments and opinions are josh arnold's and do not constitute investment advice
0: chris reavers is a paid endorser you cannot
3: stop him. he'll just make a move joe sugeray and Trying to figure it out, fellas, it's the 17th today, right? That means 14 more days till October 31st, Tuesday, end of the month. That's how long the 20% off sale is going on at Maple Grove Lock and Safe right now. 20% off on all in-stock Liberty Safes to make room for um, new stuff um, coming in. And Rich, the owner, will also throw in a free accessory installation deal for you. When it comes to protecting our goods, our stuff, our, you know, firearms, money, gold bars, uh, yeah. uh, wheat, wheat pennies, Maple Grove Lock and Safe and Liberty Safe. That's the, that's the best combination here in the Midwest. Rich has been at it for 30 years. Liberty's, uh, Liberty Safe. They've uh, had some scrutiny here in the last month or so, haven't they? A couple of months. They have now changed their policy regarding keeping backdoor access codes. And uh, I think you'll be pretty pleased if you were upset with Liberty. This will put things uh, right again. And if you have questions, make sure you ask Rich about it. He can explain everything to you. Um, but, I mean, let's face it, the Liberty Safe, best in the business. And 20% off, you can't go wrong. That's for the rest of October. 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove are right there on the web. MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com.
0: Uh, further proof that uh, we quite... I don't, like the, I don't like the phrase quite literally. It's used too often, isn't it? Uh, okay. But quite literally. Quite literally it is. <laughs> we're, we're, our driving and what we drive will be determined by the government. And yeah. that infuriates me. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's vehicle emission standards are poised to take effect next year. After the U.S. Supreme Court has declined to take up a lawsuit filed by the auto dealers in Minnesota, challenging a new state rule Uh, that's championed by Governor Walls. Minnesota became the first state in the Midwest to adopt California's stricter tailpipe emission standards because of climate change, of course. Yes. The new rule, which encountered stiff opposition from Republicans, also includes a mandate for automakers to bolster their stock of all electric and hybrid vehicles.
3: See, this is where I get mad. I don't like the government telling private businesses what they can and cannot stock. Did you see
4: the video of the reporter that took uh, Biden's um, press gal to task on why um, they want to, why does this administration want to shut down um, automobile industry and oil companies? Uh-huh. And she said, why do you think they want to do that? And he said, because
0: you want to end fossil fuel use. It's happening. And she, didn't have a, she didn't have a response. <laughs> the new rule, which encountered, but not everyone was on board. The Minnesota Auto Dealers Association filed suit against the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency. Claiming, the, claiming regulatory overreach. Now, now, keep in mind, that's an unelected body. Mm-hmm. And they're telling you what you're going to drive. I don't want them to. The Minnesota Court of Appeals upheld the state's clean air mandates, and the state Supreme Court denied the case in May, prompting the appeal to the big guys, the Supreme Court. In its petition to the high court, MADA the Minnesota Auto Dealers Association, their lawyers claimed tying the state's air quality regulations to California's folly. California is is not Minnesota. It does not have California's smog and air pollution problems so long as Canada keeps its forests from burning down. That's mm-hmm. what the lawyer told the Supreme Court. The president of the Dealers Association, Scott, we know Scott, don't we, Scott mm-hmm. Lambert? Friend of GL, yes said auto dealers were disappointed with the U.S. Supreme Court's decision. We believe using California's rules is not a good fit for Minnesota, Lambert said. Well, he's being very diplomatic, isn't he? It, it's worse than not a good fit. It's ridiculous. Right. Minnesota dealers are happy to sell customers electric vehicles if that's what they want, but we're not in favor of a mandate that requires us to stock vehicles that have little demand. This is Sansom's Razor, isn't it? Does it say, common sense <clears throat> cannot exist because right. of too many other variables at play here.
3: I can't find anywhere a quota that every dealer must have a certain amount of vehicles on their lot. All I see is 14,000 new electric vehicles on their lots. Lots, plural.
0: Transportation is the state's leading source of global warming emissions. Well, uh... I can find you scientific uh, graphs that say that's it's not warming. That's not science, Joe. Denier. The new clean car rules take effect January 1st, covering the 2025 car and truck models. Environmental advocates in Minnesota relish the win. Clean transportation is not only important for our health, but it's necessary for our economy. J. Drake Hamilton a senior director for science policy for the St. Paul-based nonprofit Fresh Energy, said. How many of these groups are there, do you think?
3: I can't wait till you're done so I can put a possible uh, positive spin on this.
0: Transitioning to a zero-emissions vehicle fleet will provide good-paying jobs and save consumers money at the pump. Clichés. That's clichés. What are the jobs? You need fewer people to make an electric car. You need a lot of people for the mining, but you are the same people that don't like the mining. Right. The MPCA notes the rule does not apply to existing vehicles or used vehicles for sale, nor does it require emissions testing or the outright purchase of an electric vehicle. Okay, they're claiming we're not demanding the outright purchase of an electric vehicle, but you have a timeline in mind when the only vehicles available will be electric. Well... Not yet. uh, 2030?
3: But possibly in the future, depending on what California does. It gets complicated and weird. Well,
0: California has already banned uh, gas-powered cars after the year 2035. So here's the deal. Um,
3: This in Minnesota, this is for 2024 only. The regulation requiring EVs to be stocked in Minnesota would only be in effect for that one year because California has updated its regulations to ban the sale of new internal combustion engines in 2035. So the walls administration has two options here, drop it or adopt California's rule. And it also says, or we should be, we should follow either California or. The federal environmental standards, there are no federal environmental standards, so it's California or drop it. What do you think Walls is going to do? California. Yeah, yeah. We might be
0: screwed. Because Walls has been a thorough disappointment, there's no reason to believe he'll come to his senses now. And you
3: know he wants to move to
0: Washington, Joe. You know he does. Well, we'll have to warn the country, won't we? Yeah. Let him what uh, it'll do. Yeah. I just don't want the government telling me what car to drive. The government knows no more about the air than I do. Right. Or
4: the future, or how long it will take, or what amount of...
3: The government says every supermarket has to have 300 pounds of kale on hand all the time. (laughs) The government says that golf shops can only sell Titleist balls. The government, you know, we could go on and on and on. They're all ludicrous. All of them. 38%
0: 38% of those surveyed said they were very or somewhat likely to consider an EV when buying their next vehicle. Minnesota, this is terribly interesting, uh, if it wasn't so reflective of the incompetence we suffer from. Minnesota has launched a program for rebates of 2500 bucks and 600 bucks for new and used EV purchases, respectively. That's more than people got back uh, on this fake uh, refund deal from the surplus. This government, which takes your money, will now give you more to implement their electric vehicle wishes than they will for the overtaxation you've suffered.
3: That's very telling. Uh, Still
0: suffering, by the way. And by the way... There's already a surplus. uh, (laughs) Yeah. By the way, the incompetence is so profound that we now learn I chose a public radio story. NPR news story. Minnesota budget official said Monday that the state's surplus is on track to be 50% larger than projected this year. <laughs> Minnesota brought in more revenue from taxes and fees than forecast this spring and spent slightly less than expected. The result, a balance of $820 million higher than the $1.6 billion prior projection Minnesota management and budget reported in its end-of-the-year fiscal analysis. <laughs> the extra funds are set to be added to the state surplus for the next budget cycle. State officials earlier this year said their two-year projected budget surplus, $17.5 billion, was testimony to the fact that Minnesota had withstood the challenges posed by COVID-19 and outpaced the U.S. economy. I, 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 I don't see it that way. The bulk of that surplus was divvied up in the budget-setting process earlier this year. Lawmakers are expected to take up a supplemental budget bill and capital investment bill in 2024. No, what they did is they created ways to spend that money, which means that you will have to create that $18 billion in perpetuity, only to discover that they'll, they'll even increase that now that they've discovered they got their budget wrong.
3: Do this math for me. Did you give me a total yet? I have one
0: point six. That's
3: p- projected. Yeah. Plus eight hundred twenty million. What's the final number there? Give me the number. The
0: balance of two. Two, than two one, point four. Two right? point uh, two and six is uh, two point. We're already at two point four billion. I wonder if they've spent it yet. Well, that's the oh, problem. They you? will spend it. Yeah, you in the back. Um, twenty-two hours ago.
1: Yeah. Your governor. Yep. King walls. Yep. <laughs> Just announced a new program. Right. Three hundred and sixteen million, <laughs> million dollars. Yeah. To boost pay for child care providers in the state of Minnesota. We can
5: we can
3: afford, we can that. afford Joe, that. We it's can afford nothing. <laughs> cut. Somebody cut a check. Where's my checkbook? Well, we are gonna make this
1: the first state in the nation to provide direct funding to support the child care workforce. Mm-hmm. I guarantee that
3: I'll have zero fraud. Zero fraud. <laughs> Oh, there was a story about fraud uh, in one of the papers too. Where did I see that? Oh, Sahan no. Journal, uh, food fraud. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. Well,
0: no. listen, this this ties right into what I can tell you about what the center of the American experiment has going—the Golden go. Turkey Awards. Minnesota's government wastes money. Really? That's just in. Each year, the Center of the American Experiment gives out the Golden Turkey Award to the best waste of money, and right now they're accepting nominations. I I said yesterday, and I'll stick with it. The surplus. They're wasting $18 billion. Now 24. If you have an example of ridiculous spending in Minnesota's government, go to americanexperiment.org slash turkey. The finalists will be named October 30. That's a Monday. That's a day before Halloween. And the winner of the 2024 20, Golden Turkey Award gets an electric car. No, I'm kidding. No, they, don't get a, they don't get an electric car. I'm kidding. But the winner will be announced on November 22nd, right here on GL. Let's go. The winner of the Center of the American Experiments Golden Turkey Awards will be announced here. If you have an example of ridiculous spending in Minnesota's government, and don't we all? Yep. Go to americanexperiment.org slash golden turkey. Make golden turkey one word. And then submit your ridiculous example and try to win yourself what we call a golden turkey.
4: Here's a man that doesn't like parades. It's Joe
0: Suchere. Okay, Chris, why do you turn this down? I didn't do it. I was doing a live liner.
1: Do they give you anxiety like daytime television? Okay, Chris,
0: why doesn't that work right now?
3: Somebody cue me.
0: Uh, Go ahead, I got you right here. It's time to play Live <laughs> yesterday.
1: I don't know
3: what. So my trail cam, yesterday my trail cam captured a trespasser. Ooh, a buxom blonde looked awfully hey familiar. Uh, I actually might live with her. But what was noticeable, uh, notable, <laughs> uh, notable about this trespasser is uh, what she was driving. It was a Polaris Ranger. When I think Polaris Ranger, I think MoonMotorsports.com. Family-owned and operated. Fifty years. Moon. Yes, Polaris Rangers. You better believe it. Sportsman. Yeah. Can Am. Honda. Yamaha. Skidoo. They are off-road experts here in Minnesota and boy did she pick a hell of a day to go for a ride in a side by side That's what it's all about in this state Was she Getting... shooting stuff no uh, she was while well, she had her camera with oh. uh, if that counts uh, she was she was shooting red oak trees which are in full bloom Inside right now. Okay, thanks, Chris. That was very smooth, and I appreciate your expertise. You're a true professional. Sorry. Um, ATVs (laughs) side-by-side, snowmobiles, Moon Motorsports has all of them, the largest inventory selection in the region. You can see all the new and used units at moonmotorsports.com. And if you like the outdoors, they can set you up from summer, fall, winter, and back into spring. Moon has the machine for you. If you're unsure about what you need, just ask somebody there. Uh, the men and women that work there, they're, you know, they're just like us. They're into the outdoors. If you need to store your bike for the winter, reserve a spot right now today. They've been in Monticello for over 50 years, 25 minutes west of the Metro, south side of 94, west of 25, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. London, Madrid, Bangkok, Moscow, the Twin Cities. From
1: the four corners of the world. Yeah. From the news capitals at home and abroad. Here's the day's headlines brought into focus right the now. issues and events that shape our time. Garage Logic, it's the done. information beacon of Minnesota, presents the, the John Height news, news Experience. Experience. and up-to-the-minute commentary from one of journalism's <laughs> most trusted voices. Five-time winner of the Gopher Newshawk Award. Now, with all the do. news fit to broadcast. Here's John
2: Height.
5: On up, baby! All
2: right. All right, well, uh, thanks for listening to GL today. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. In the news, officers from the Minnesota DNR are investigating incidents where a timber wolf was found shot dead and more than a dozen dead ducks were found on the side of the road in Morrison County. A Facebook post from DNR officials said the wolf was killed near Buckman while the remains of the ducks were found dumped on the side of the road in Little Falls. DNR officials said in the Post, quote, this behavior is not only illegal, it gives all hunters a bad name. Some of the ducks were found fully intact. Others were only partially cleaned. Uh, Shooting wolves is illegal in Minnesota due to their federally protected status, meaning they can only be killed when defending human life. If you have any information on either of the incidents, you're asked to contact the Turn-In Poachers hotline at 800-652-9093. Callers can remain. Anonymous. Why wouldn't you eat the ducks?
3: Joe, Morrison County, yeah. go.
0: Menomen, Marshall, Martin, Morrison, Mauer, Murray, McLeod. No, McLeod, uh, Meeker, Mille Morrison, Mauer, Murray,
3: Metamucil. Metamucil. You're right. Menomen,
0: Marshall, Martin, McLeod, Meeker, Mille Morrison, Maurer Murray. Got it. Whew. Duck
3: Duck breast. Oh, I love it! Uh, Here's what you do, Matthew. You get a hold of some duck breasts. You marinate them in kikkoman soy sauce for the afternoon. Okay. Wrap them in bacon. Put them on the grill for about 30 seconds, and they are so.
4: I bet that's pretty good. So good.
3: (laughs) And um, so anybody who threw away ducks, uh, I'm sorry, we have a problem. Anybody that shot a, a, a wolf and let it lay, eh, we probably don't have a problem. No. <laughs> you,
2: you don't care. To <laughs> that's about you that. know, that's, that's, <laughs> Min- that's Minnesota
3: taking care of Minnesota right <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah the duck thing, that is egregious.
2: Current
4: conditions uh, in South St. Paul at 7.45 a.m., the roast was put in the crock pot, stick of butter, dry ranch, brown gravy, oh. carrots, onions, and
3: uh, some special sauce. Is that that's what I had a week or yes. so ago?
4: And it's on low. It's Tuesday. It's gonna cook for. It's Tuesday. Yeah, but she's working at the learn to learn at the. So she comes home late. So
3: it's boiled but meat.
4: This is my lemon boiled. pepper steak. <laughs> this is my night for dinner.
2: Huh. Do you have a Do you have a dish? <laughs> <laughs> apparently not. He's got just, just one dog? Oh okay. Uh the so so wait, what, one more one more food thing yeah. for Sooch. Uh-huh. Uh,
3: the roommate came home with a tub of cottage cheese, so big. I don't like the it, word tub. It had a handle on it. <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> like an ice cream. Wow. Like, like was, that's a tub. Like it
3: was <laughs> pay, tile paste or What's something on sale. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know. Wow. It cracked me up though. It, well, that's not a tub. That's a bucket. That's a whole yeah. bucket. There's
0: only certain meals that I can eat cottage cheese with. Number one. Really, uh, anything with a red sauce, I could eat cottage. Here's cheese. here's here's
3: Kenny's tip with cottage cheese, a fresh tomato, oh, slice yeah. it, cover it, slather it with salt, big dollop of cottage cheese,
2: cover that with pepper, go to town. Uh, yeah, with the John. name, with the, well, with the name of height being from North Dakota, I got to tell you about the case nip, which are just little dough things filled with cottage cheese. Oh, and fried that sounds so oh. good! Okay. Oh my yeah, God! that recipe So Good. This oh. is gonna
0: turn into the WWE Let's
2: Good go. Show. It's fine. <laughs> it makes me hungry. Uh, The the story Joe had uh, that you had, Joe, on uh, NPR, there's a little more, too, that we can add to it that'll make you shake your head. Uh, First is, as Joe said, NPR reporting in its quarterly update, the management budget folks said overall tax collections over the last few months blew by all projections. The collections exceeded estimates by 400 million or almost 7 percent. Now, they also reported they overestimated how many Minnesotans would be eligible for tax rebate checks. And that means uh, all that money that they put aside for rebates, uh, there was a bunch left over. 144 million. Yeah, you don't have to give that up. Are you kidding me? That's theirs. No, that's their money. (laughs) When lawmakers approved the one-time rebates this spring, they had projections of a giveback that would top $1.1 billion, while the final amount was below $1 billion. The difference was noted in a quarterly economic memo released by Minnesota's finance agency. A Department of Revenue official said they used 2019 income tax returns to set the estimate. And uh, while well, they weren't quite right, they said that led to an overcount of how many dependents could be covered. Okay, Question.
3: If they were going to take that money and then send it to us, would that mean each one of us would get a check for, like, 20 bucks?
2: <laughs> Does anybody bad. know? Can we not do not the math that quickly? No, no idea.
0: All right. On the third rail, have you noticed when you get video from inside the Capitol uh, that these frauds are walking around and they're trailed by about 15 people? Yes,
3: Staff. Staff. Um, sycophants. This,
0: this phony Jim Jordan has always got about 15 people around him. Yeah. What, what, what the hell is this? And then you see him go into his office and it's just this magnificent office with his name in mahogany on the outside. These people truly, <clears throat> truly Are living a life separate from the rest of us. You know
3: what? All they're doing. One of them is updating his Pornhub status. The other one's ordering lunch. Uh, The other one's taking care of his babysitting. It's it's, and the
0: breathless twenty-seven-year-old women are hoping that they can meet somebody. And it's just, it's just,
2: it's just. They're in their own world. Joe, it makes me sick. It makes me sick, (laughs) Joe. They yeah. all have the the uh, they all have the paddles like in Blazing Saddles at Mel Brooks when he was yeah. governor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How come I always how come I always get a warped one?
0: <laughs> Is Jim Jordan going to be the speaker? Well, he, the he's first vote now.
2: failed. Yeah, he's short. So, but he's we, we Trump's guy. Yeah. Throw Hammer
3: yeah. in there. Let's go.
0: Emmer's Trump's guy. Emmer's never said an unkind word about Trump that I, I'm aware of. I trust him. He doesn't have the balls to stand on his own. I would say He's that a to Minnesotan. His,
4: I would say that to his face, but I also I trust him. I also trust him more than anybody else out there.
3: Well, thanks to the Republican Party, the Democrats will continue to rule over us like right.
2: kings and queens. There were no serious injuries after a collision between and the school bus... And who does Dean
0: Phillips think he is? <laughs> I don't know. Does this moron think he's presidential just timber? Go make some vodka. Are you kidding really? me? Really? <laughs> this is amazing. I
4: mean, I know. I mean, I mean, you to, sometimes you have to I I see mean, it with I
2: know.
0: I, but that's, I know. I mean, that's just your opinion, man.
2: man. I like it when you get Literally, literally. Yeah. Literally.
0: At the end of the day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No (laughs) offense intended, but... I know, right? (laughs) What's your phrase? Uh, That one kills me. I know, right?
4: (laughs) I know. No, what's your one today? Um, Literally. uh, Quite literally. Quite literally. Quite
2: literally, literally. yeah. There were no serious injuries after a collision between a school bus and a car, according to the Brooklyn Park Police Department. It happened yesterday at 97th Avenue and Fall Gold Parkway. Uh, neither the driver of the bus nor 28 students on the bus reported to have any injuries. The driver of the car suffered minor injuries. According to authorities, there were no signs of impairment by either driver, and the cause of the crash is still under investigation. Brooklyn Park Police were assisted by Minnesota State Patrol and Osseo School District Transportation staff. There another to- one this morning, Sorry, John. Pardon me. Oh, really?
3: Uh, yeah, but I don't think there any kids were on the bus.
0: Oh, got it. Hey, if Emmer has... Consensus. I'd go for Emirates Speaker. Okay. Well, you don't have any say in the matter. Of course not.
2: You're just, uh,
0: yeah. I just pay them. That's all I do. I just pay them. Yep.
2: Why don't we take a quick break here and uh, hear from our friend,
0: the
4: rookie? Funny that you come to me when things start to heat up. (laughs) If you want to heat up your home, then you go directly. To welterheating.com. They don't have any funny jingles. General. You know, it's like, <laughs> if your house ain't hot, it's not heat you got. Call Ray Welter. You think that'll fly? <laughs> no. Well, Rick's going to reject <laughs> that one?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: All right. Well, if you want to give them your own jingle, you can. And it can be great or it can be refused by the mayor of Garage Logic, like mine just was. Shut down. You know what you don't want shut down? You don't want your heating unit this shut down right now. This is a very
0: strange ad. It's really.
4: And you know what? The <laughs> Welter family, they don't, I, mean. I mean. I mean Welters. How do we know them? Well, because they've been around 100 years, and it's four generations. I mean, what do they do? That's they just your out. opinion, man. Yeah, it's my opinion, man, that they're going to shut down your cooling system. Who is this Welter people? 100 years, four generations. They're not going anywhere and again, they don't have uh, quirky stuff on their vans, the jingle or whatever. No, they are, it's got you. <laughs> they got me. Boy, they're scraping the barrel. The lowest of the low. But the smartest certified text you're going to find in the metro area, 612-825-6867. 612-825-6867. A human being will answer and get your questions answered. It's a live human being. It's not a computer. Request an appointment online, welterheating.com. Thanks to the Welter family for their support of Garage Logic. Not a Garage Logic town
3: council member. Here's what you're missing.
1: It's Grant's birthday, so we need to wish Grant a birthday. Who's Happy that? birthday. Grant produces Lori and Julia down the hall.
0: I don't know Grant. Grant is the kid. And I don't give a that
3: it's
1: his birthday.
3: <laughs> Yeah, why, why do I have to do that?
1: Well, no, Rocco's is
3: it,
0: putting is, together is, something.
3: Yeah. Tell Grant <laughs> to kiss my big fat butt. That's his birthday
0: wish. Grant, I, uh, kiss it. Hey, Grant, if I knew who you were, I'd wish you a happy birthday. Grant had you sign that really cool microphone. BFD. This- <laughs>
2: Grant, okay. Grant's a Grant good, good
1: fella. Grant's one of the nicest that's kids in the building. He
2: really that's, is, and he's a huge fan like of you, show. Grant. You're way too
1: <laughs> nice. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access. Invites to exclusive events. An emailed newsletter from the mayor himself. And more by signing up at garagelogic.com.
5: It's time to play Loving a Hardware Store. Again?
3: There's... Are you gonna hit something? He looks like he's gonna hit something.
0: It doesn't work. No, you. Fighting keep... the demagogues of diversity. <laughs> it's Joe Sugeray.
3: There's a GLR driving around Don't the United play that States. Don't Love and
0: the Hardware anymore. I didn't play it the first time. Well, who did? Me? Yes. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. There's a GLR driving around the country with the cleanest
3: cylinders the world has ever right. seen. The young Paul Sucheray dropped a huge knowledge bomb on us this week and I'm going to go with it all week because it blew me away. It's something I've never considered. Two I've ounces. always I've always
0: put you like don't a need whole, the whole can.
3: I've put it in before the oil change. Paul, being smarter than the rest of us and more of a GLer than his older brother. Not really. Well, maybe. Puts a couple of ounces in his crankcase. That's right. Every oil change, that crank is happy and clean and joyous. Does he ever throw any right down the yap? I like throwing it right down the yap.
0: What's the yap?
3: The uh, carburetor, injector, well, air cleaner.
0: Uh, no, I, I don't know.
3: Does he ever throw it in the gas tank? Oh, Yeah. Because these are all areas where you can throw the seafoam motor Many treatment. Many orifices. Many. It, it were, if you could tip the car upside down that's and dump right. it down the tailpipe, that's it right. would work. It would. It, that's how amazing it is. And even more amazing, you can find this stuff the world over. It doesn't matter where you go. Tiny little general stores in in Newfoundland, wherever the hell that is.
0: That's up oh. in, uh, that's out uh, east.
3: Or uh, Havana. I bet you they have uh, seafoam in Havana. Why wouldn't they?
0: Well, local... they are a bunch of commie liars. <laughs> well, it was,
3: it was going so good. Yeah. I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> let me get back on track. A local company with a global reach and truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas seafoam.
0: Is seafoam made in Minnesota?
3: They are a Minnesota company. Or just company.
0: shipped and uh, marketed from here.
3: I think they're based out of Eden Prairie. And so if it's I made right, right. there.
0: Could they be. must have a refinery.
3: Could be. These are questions I'm not willing to. Um,
2: yeah. No more questions. That's extra, You have
3: to
0: pay extra for that.
2: Yeah. Just want to commit to it. I think Here's at this John. point. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Back to the news. U.S. President Joe Biden will visit Israel tomorrow to show support for its war on Hamas after Washington said Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu had agreed to let humanitarian aid reach besieged Gazans. Israel has vowed to annihilate the Hamas movement that controls Gaza after Hamas terrorists killed 1,300 Israelis, mostly civilians, during a rampage through uh, southern Israeli towns on October 7th, the deadliest single day in Israel's 75-year history. Over 3,000 Israelis injured in the terrorist attacks. In answer, Israel has bombarded the Gaza Strip with airstrikes. They've killed about 2,800 Palestinians, driven about half of the 2.3 million Gazans from their homes. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken announced... Uh, Biden's planned visit at the end of hours of talks with Netanyahu, in which he said Netanyahu had agreed to develop a plan to get humanitarian aid to civilians. Washington also trying to rally Arab states to help head off a wider regional war after Iran pledged preemptive action from its allies, which include the Hezbollah movement in Lebanon. After Israel, Biden is expected to travel to Jordan to meet King Abdullah and Egyptian President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi. Uh, Jim Jordan, we had our first vote of the day here, and I just saw the results. Let me uh, pull that up here if I can find it. Uh, Jim Jordan fell short of the 217 votes needed to succeed uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, In the first ballot today, Hakeem Jeffries, a Democrat, bested Jordan, drawing 212 votes to Jordan's 200. There were 20 votes for other candidates. Uh, You need 217 to get the position. The night before the vote today, several Republican lawmakers emerged from the House GOP conference meeting saying they won't vote for Jordan. Jordan, however, came out of the meeting confident he will eventually be elected Speaker of the House. Although, as of now, first ballot today, he falls 17 votes short.
0: Uh, Help me understand something. Quick look up Jim Jordan. Was he at Ohio State as a wrestling coach? Correct. What am I thinking of? Yes. He was. And didn't Mm -hmm. he ignore, cover up, or was not aware of what some terrible problems there in the sexual pro-
1: assault allegations
0: on the wrestling
1: team? I believe so. Yes, yeah. really, Did he
0: just look the other way on that, or what? John, you're strong. gonna have to help me here.
2: The wrestlers say he looked the other way, he denies that, of course, saying he didn't know anything about it. Uh, but members of the wrestling team said he was well aware of everything that was going on. They went to him with the problems. He w- saw the problems happening and that he did nothing about them.
0: Was it oh some boy. of the wrestlers who were misbehaving and the other no. wrestlers uh, turned them in?
2: It was a, I believe, a doctor slash trainer person yeah. who was uh, involved in the uh, abuse of wrestlers. All for Pete's sake. And the sexual uh, m- m- abuse. and
0: He
4: does yes, not offer
0: her. that on his Wikipedia. Page. He looks like a wrestler, <laughs> a college-type wrestler. Yeah, little fruitcake.
2: At least, <laughs> at least three Minnesota Republicans are supporting Jordan to become the next House Speaker. Representatives Brad Finstead and Michelle Fishbach have stated their support for Jordan. A source familiar with House Majority Whip Tom Emmer's decision said he also supports Jordan. There was no reply from Pete Stauber's office on Jordan. From the uh, No Bleep Sherlock column. Aging leaders of the Republican Democratic Party should step aside and make room for a new generation, according to former California governor and actor Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: Can't you just remove party affiliation from that sentence?
2: Yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could. Uh, Speaking at the Wall Street Journal's Tech Live conference, Schwarzenegger alluded to recent instances of Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell freezing and falling silent without naming him and said people in that position should start thinking about stepping aside and letting a newer generation step in and fill the vacuum. Asked whether he thinks President Biden should run for president, he said he wouldn't tell any politician not to run, but, quote, I just believe we should look for a new breed in both parties. Feinstein's dead and she's still voting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where's the drum roll? Boom, drum roll. Boom, boom. <laughs> Police on a Tuesday shot. Thank you. Shot dead a suspected Tunisian extremist accused of gunning down two Swedish soccer fans in a brazen assault on a Brussels street that sent shockwaves through Belgium and Sweden. Hours after the suspect disappeared into the night and a manhunt was launched in the capital, Interior Ministry Annelise Verlinden posted on X that the perpetrator in the attack has been identified and Has died. Amateur videos posted on social media of Monday's attack showed a man wearing an orange fluorescent vest pull up on a scooter, take out a large weapon, and open fire on people getting out of a taxi. He chased them into a building to gun them down. He was also filmed calmly loading his weapon as cars slowly drove by. Questions remain unanswered over how a man who was on police files for the past decade, thought to be radicalized and being sought for deportation, was able to obtain a military weapon and launch such an attack. Did you see any of that video? Yeah, yeah. I did not. Uh, no, He's I Riding around yeah. town uh, on a thing, just shooting at random and then stops. Mm-hmm. And it, it, yeah, it was very frightening. Disturbing. Uh, disturbing, yes. A bizarre raid saw a SWAT team arrest four squatters running an illegal strip club <laughs> out of a suburban Atlanta home. Oh, we needed alleged- SWAT for that, huh? Which allegedly had everything from dancers to horses on the property. Neighbors, oh, oh. Uh, and it's it's not out in the country either. Uh, it's, a, oh. it's a it's it's a suburb. And it's that first tent anywhere. you hit
4: where the guy says, "Human or horse?"
0: Here's what which gets to me. Yes, isn't it enough to squat and you'd you'd want to be quiet about it? They get in there and say, "Now that we're in here, what the hell? It's let's like have the a fireworks Let's, let's have a strip club. Let's have,
3: uh, let's have chicken yeah. fights in the yeah.
2: basement. The horse rides out back." Uh, Neighbors have been complaining, and they were finally able to get authorities to come out to the home after complaining about next door's noises. In addition to the illegal dancers, there were noisy parties held at the race on weekends, also car races on the street. Noisy parties. (laughs) One unidentified neighbor said they would get live horses. One day there, they had a bunch of live horses. The neighbors not only lost sleep, but would wake up the next day to piles of trash in front of the home. They also were annoyed, they said, by occasional gunfire going off in the area and the stench of marijuana. After levying several complaints, police and the SWAT team finally showed up at the house last Sunday. An officer said the last straw was a license plate reader discovering a stolen car on the premises. The driver of the stolen car initially refused to come out when pressed by police before they moved in. Once officers got inside, they found another stolen car, stolen IDs, and even stolen credit cards. Hmm. Uh, four people were arrested. Uh, two of them have no arrest records, but two of them have lengthy rap sheets dating back to 1995 and 1986. Uh, they were squatters. They had no right to be there. Police say they are contacting the actual owner of the home to find out if he perhaps could give them a little more information on what exactly was going so
0: on. So the reporting there. is it what it used to be? We don't know why the house was empty.
2: No. No, nope, but at this
3: point. we do have a question to my ignorant aunt uh, ing- ignorant asked question, or we have an answer. Yeah, SWAT was needed, yeah, right? Yeah, yes. SWAT yes. Was sounds needed. like yeah. a good idea. to yeah. Call in the SWAT team. yeah,
2: yep. Uh, boy, this sounds like something mm. from a TV show. Merle Hefferman told the crematory manager of the funeral home he wanted to make things disappear. The manager, Levi Phipps, thought Hefferman could only be talking about one thing human bodies. Federal prosecutors spelled out in most graphic detail yet how Hefferman, a member of the Hells Angels of Sonoma County, used his connection at a Fresno funeral home to incinerate the body of Joel Silva, a murdered member of the biker gang back in the summer of 2014. Also included the new allegations, Silva was one of just four bodies that Hefferman directed to be illegally cremated at the funeral home that the Hells Angels called the pizza oven. Efferman pleaded guilty in December to obstructing justice by getting rid of Silva's body, but has not yet been charged or convicted in the other three alleged cremations. His plea came as part of a much larger racketeering takedown of 12 members of the Hells Angels of Sonoma County. Part of the same case, three other members of the gang were convicted of killing Silva. Brian Went convicted of shooting him in the head, and two other members convicted of murder for orchestrating the killing of Silva.
3: It's not a bad side hustle. It's kind of the modern day woos pigs, right? Remember woos pigs <laughs> sure. from, from Deadwood?
0: Deadwood. I didn't see yeah. Deadwood.
3: Yeah, they'd throw the bodies in the pigsty there, and the pigs would take care of them. Oh yeah. yeah what
0: yeah, they do I, with the know, bones? Pigs would take care of that. Hmm. Yep. Working yeah. relationship uh, with Mister. Well, John, Ooh. thank you.
5: That sure.
0: was a, a terrible note to go out on, but I don't know. what are you going to do?
3: I thought it was fascinating. It gave me uh, an idea for uh, uh, entre- entrepreneurship. I don't know. maybe.
4: I got a plug that I need to do, if you would be so kind. It has to do with Second Stork, and we are having our second annual Stork Fest Tuesday, November 2nd at 6 o'clock. Uh, it is at Mancini's Rathskeller. Pat Mancini and Johnny Mancini were very generous last year. Live music music from the Goombas, cash bar, appetizers, a lot of activities. It's a blast. Sign up at secondstork.org. Tickets are 50 bucks. and if you uh, were nice enough to generate some funds when you bought a map, if you didn't, this is a really fun night. And Pat Mancini plays in that band, and he goes crazy. It's a completely different Pat Mancini. Hmm. So, Storkfest, Thursday, November 2nd, 6 o'clock. Tickets at secondstork.org for information.
0: Well, in the meantime... Thank you. In the meantime, get the Grunhoffers. I just noticed something. What do you got? You can win a 10-pound prime rib roast by signing a ticket at Grunhoffers, either in Hugo or in Forest Lake. But they say winner will be selected Thursday, October 14th. There is no such thing as Thursday, October 14th. I've been reading this wrong. I've been reading this point. in error.
4: Was it all-
0: today's the seventeenth? Yeah, Friday was the thirteenth. Saturday was the fourteenth. Yeah, maybe the winner has been announced already, or it means Thursday, October nineteenth. Maybe. Wow, in any event, that. it's you know what. If you miss out the on the ten pound prime rib, uh, load up on everything else. The brats, the burgers, the steaks, meat and cheese snack packs. They even have cookies now. Grunhofer's cookies and uh you can treat yourself or someone else and the flavors vary daily taco tuesday's just got better taco ta- lovers always ta- taco tuesday. bratwurst add taco brat this is tuesday add taco bratwurst to your ta- ta- taco
4: huh yeah you can do that
0: your taco tuesday meal time
4: got now i understand <laughs> thank you for clearing that up for me
0: uh well, for some reason, it's going Tarker. Tarker. Tarker?
4: Which, Tarker. It was Tarker. Tarker. Tarker? They don't spell it, Tarkers. It, it,
0: it's a meat emporium. GLers know what I'm <laughs> talking about. GLers flock to Grunhoffers. It's Grunhoffers just north of Hugo on Highway 61. Pork
4: and <clears throat> stuffing pinwheels. Okay. That's what's on there. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, what do you call it? Their uh, Instagram right and now. And
0: Grunhoffers in Forest Lake just east of 35. On Highway 97, and uh, coming soon, a third Grunhoffer's location in the White Bear Lake area. What are Angus you showing me? And sirloin tip oh, roast. Come on. That's what you would That's get. That's what Reavers are looking for. You wanted to make tips. Well, they right
4: Is there. that what
0: you make tips with? It's, That's right, Joe. A beautiful, a beautiful piece of meat. That's what I should get to try the meal. Yeah, you should. Write it out for me. Write out the whole or else I'll get the recipe from Grunhoffers. They're also good at that. There isn't anything they don't know about meat at Grunhoffers in Hugo and Forest Lake.
1: Okay. Is the problem you're playing blank squares on there because your mouse was hovered over something that didn't have a sound bite on it?
2: Shooting blanks again, huh,
4: Joe?
0: Yep, better check no, your I'm mouse. I'm aiming at, at
3: ones that have words. I, I have a re- request if you don't mind what? for the final 10 minutes what? of the show, I would like you and John Height. To break down the <laughs> Ken Burns documentary filmmaking process. I thought,
2: I thought we weren't gonna bring that Not up during the show.
3: Yeah. I Aww. gave it
2: an hour,
0: I'm done. All right. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautifully filmed. How long is it? Two? Two segments of two hours each. How oh, long is it anyway? So I've seen twenty five percent of it.
2: And that's very enough. good. And that's you did math. That's you plenty. did math.
0: All right. Now, yesterday, Kenny wondered if the traveling Lymans went through the Panama Canal.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get
0: to uh, Ecuador. Uh, To be fact-based, not on this trip, we flew from Minnesota to Houston, Texas to Quito. We have cruised the full transit of the Panama Canal twice, once in each direction. In January of 2013, from San Diego to Miami, Florida... And in November of 2018, from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Florida to Valparaiso, Chile.
3: I want to start in New York, go through the Panama Canal, and come out at the Columbia River where Washington and Oregon meet. That's the cruise I want to do.
0: Well, I'm sure the Lymans could give you tips. They're the traveling Lymans, and they're currently in. Uh, they're in a couple places today: Isle Florina, Ecuador, Post Office Bay, and Isla. Floriana, Ecuador, Cormorant Point, Cormorant Point, Champion Bay. God Almighty, they really, really get around, don't they?
4: Yeah, yeah, everywhere.
0: And it's only because they come to us all the way from wherever they are in the <laughs> world. <laughs>
1: Okay. On this day... Joe, today is October 17th. In
0: 1825, William R. Marshall was born near Columbia, Missouri. As an adult, he moved to Minnesota, owned a hardware store in huh? St. Paul, founded the St. Paul Press in 1861, and fought with the 7th Minnesota Volunteer Infantry Regiment in the Civil War. As the fifth governor of the state... He advocated extending the right to vote to African-American men. That law was passed in 1868, two years before the 15th Amendment afforded suffrage nationwide. He died on January 8, 1896. Hmm. On this day, in 1924, the Phyllis Wheatley Settlement House, later renamed the Phyllis Wheatley Community Center... Named for the 18th century poet, opened in North Minneapolis, the oldest African-American agency in the Twin Cities. The center first served as a place where young people met for recreation and skill development and later provided a home away from home for civic leaders, educators, entertainers, and students. Kenny, please describe skill. Um, What was it? Skill what? Uh, Skill development. Skill development. Skill development. Hmm. On this day,
3: not touching that
0: one. Okay. On this day, October seventeenth, in nineteen seventy-five, Rochester declared an air pollution alert and earned the dubious distinction of having the highest carbon monoxide levels recorded in the state. <laughs> Woo-hoo! We'll this and other Rochester. alerts in the state during the early nineteen seventies were caused by a stagnant weather system. That did not blow away industrial and automobile emissions. I do not recall that from 1975. Climate change. Well, uh, beautifully enough, they don't mention climate change. They mention a stagnant weather pattern.
3: Trust me, it's climate change.
0: That didn't blow away the, the junk on this day in 1975. I'll be darned. I don't recall that. Thank you, GLers.
4: Thank you very much, GLers. We're, uh, we're pleased that you, so many of you, have signed up for the town council and get to enjoy us prior to, post-show, during the show. You just get to, I don't know, hang out with us.
3: Had a wonderful argument today before the show. Yeah. It was very entertaining. Yeah, you
4: get stuff like that, so let's go here check out uh, the town council for 10 bucks a month or 100 dollars a year it is a fun and wise investment okay that's the garage logic town council at garagelogic.com also we've got the shop is open garagelogic.com what's for sale 30 years of common sense knack hardware and lounge university of gl failed academy garage logic boat works two cycle auto works monday night sports talk and uh, all sorts of great stuff. 30 years of common sense. Check it all out, garagelogic.cha.
1: It is time once again that we pick up the phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do exactly what I did and pick up that phone and dial 952 925 5608. That number, once again, is 952 925 5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and he is there for you for that free, yes, I said free, 48 minute financial consultation. And he's on the line with us once again and boy josh fifty-five thousand people headed to iowa to watch caitlin clark play outdoors in basketball
5: chris when i read that number i was astonished now i am a sports fan more so with baseball than with basketball or football i do love watching hockey i do like watching lacrosse and i've been a runner for about 58 years although right now turtles Uh, run a lot faster than I do. That said, to me, it was an amazing event that 55,000 people showed up for a early season exhibition between Iowa and DePaul that raised a lot of money to watch women's basketball. It proves that Title IX is alive and well, providing uh, plenty of opportunities for, we'll say, more participation in sports, but it also gets me excited for other, we'll say sports related activities and how they impact on the market. Now this is not, I'm not trying to, to segue and say oh, we got plenty of sports betting and that's not definitely to take away from the numbers that showed up to watch a premier basketball player uh, play basketball. because Caitlin Clark is definitely a premier player, but the sports Sports betting continues to, to expand, and it expands not only with, in terms of participants, but also in terms of states that have legalized sports betting and online sports betting. And that has been a theme that I have invested around for a lot of years and has been part of the, say, one part of the focus that I have had for my clients on leisure-related companies. So my focus has been companies involved in the internet, companies involved in leisure, China-related businesses, real assets, and doing some short-term trading. I use an asset allocation model of keeping up to 30% in cash, both for safety and to take advantage of any market pullbacks. And then typically in any year, you're going to see 3 to 4 5 to 10% pullbacks, and we're in one of those at this juncture. But leisure-related businesses, I have found in many, we'll say, economic environments Good times or bad times, leisure-related stocks seem to hold up pretty well. Now, when it comes to uh, sports betting, online sports betting, uh, the leaders currently have been FanDuel, which is owned by Flutter, an English company, and my favorite has been DraftKings. These companies are not as yet super profitable, but profits are starting to come come in. They do spend a lot of money on promotions and spending money to keep to keep customers because it is still a fairly competitive field. In terms of online sports betting, both FanDuel Flash Flutter and DraftKings have about a market share of about 77% of the online sports betting market. So that does give them an edge over, we'll say, the brick and mortar places such as Wynn, MGM, uh, Mirage, Caesars, and Penn Gaming, and other companies that have smaller pieces of the online business. The advantage, of course, to the brick and mortar is they're going to get customers walking in the door and staying for select periods of time. And that could translate to extra income, uh, not only from their regular gaming activities, but from their sports books. And with football season underway, basketball season starting soon, hockey season underway, and even Formula One racing coming next month to Las Vegas, the sports books and sports-related companies should over time be able to add revenue, and if they keep expenses under control, that should translate into some positive earning surprises.
1: Very good re- advice, Mr. Money Talk. Well, you heard him, G others. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free. Yes, I said free. Forty-eight minute. Financial consultation by dialing nine five two nine two five five six zero eight, where you're always going to get straight talk and never ever sugarcoated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday.
5: Certainly will. Thanks,
1: Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.